0: I was a matchmaker. I will never forget. So I set up this couple who on paper looked like the perfect match. Both were good looking, they had solid careers, they grew up in the same hometown, and they were looking for similar things in a partner. So I have to say, I was super excited to set them up. And both were equally excited about meeting one another because when they heard about each other and they looked at each other's picture they both said they were attracted to one another so i i literally thought it was a slam dunk they go out and as i always do and this was part of being a matchmaker that was so fun was speaking to both of them individually and i asked them how they felt the date went well the woman thought it went really well she said that they had a nice conversation and had a really good time and The only thing she said was that she wasn't sure how he felt at the end. So then I speak to him and I'm thinking, you know, he probably had a good time too, but it was really the opposite. He said, Well, she was really nice, but he was not interested in her romantically and he did not want to go out with her again. I was really shocked. I said, Well, what happened? And he told me, Well, it was difficult to put his finger on it. He couldn't really verbalize what it was. He confirmed she was pretty, she was nice, had some things in common. But at the end of the day, he just wasn't attracted to her and saw her as more of a friend. So I dug a little more, as I always do. And I said, well, what were your conversations like? Tell me more about her body language. What signals did you get that she was attracted to you? And then he came clean and suddenly revealed that, well, he felt like he was more with like a counselor or a teacher, therapist of some sort. It was that she was almost too nice and there was just no sexual vibe whatsoever. And she sat kind of stiffly across from him, and she also appeared, because of the way her body language was, a little distant. He claimed that she just kept firing questions at him, question upon question, and at at the end, he just didn't feel her. And he was really surprised to hear that she wanted to see him again, because he did not get one signal from her that she was interested. Oh, and she also dressed a little conservative, like she just came right from work, which she probably did. So what happened, right? Well, I knew exactly what happened after he told me a little bit more. She fell into what I call the friend zone, right? Like I have talked about this before in my um, podcast where I talk about the archetypes. If you haven't listened to that, you need to. But she had made some crucial mistakes on the first date that prevented her from getting assed out again. Overall, here's the thing. She didn't give this guy the vibe that she was attracted to him. She was keeping it kind of safe. And her stiff body language, firing too many questions of him not sharing enough about herself, the lack of feminine flair and sex appeal in her clothing. I mean, the bottom line was there was just no flirty vibe. So this leads me to what we're going to talk about today. This is one of the many common dating blunders, if you will, women fall into and reasons why they don't get asked back out. So today I want to go over the four most surprisingly common mistakes women make on first dates and how to overcome them. So you wow that guy the minute you say hello, because here's the thing. You can create connection and spark love on the first date and and really overcome these mistakes. And here's the thing. This is why this is really important. And this is research talking. This isn't me. Research shows that it only takes 30 seconds to make a first impression. And you know by now I always say between Bumble and Tinder and all the swiping, it's probably less. But even when you show up on a date, it only takes that amount of time. And people not just men are making judgments and assumptions based on two things the attitude that you have and the clothes that you wear so overall it's your it's your aura it's your presentation and moreover here's the other thing that's going to blow your mind there's a lot of research out there that says that you can have like the most positive things to say great things to do um maybe you have like 20 positives you know when it comes to a first impression there could be one negative thing and let's say the man sees that as negative or maybe it's like a put off they don't know you yet so they that one negative will discount those 20 positives and again that's research saying that's just not me talking So men don't know you yet, and that's why it's really important to put your best foot forward and have fun and connect. Otherwise, you are going to lose a great connection due to a false or misinterpreted impression. And I I can just hear you thinking right now because you're probably rolling your eyes and saying, Kim, I get what you're saying. But I don't feel comfortable being all overly sexual on a first date. I don't think it's appropriate. And let's face it, there are some dates where we just aren't attracted to one another. Chemistry is chemistry. And here's here's the thing. I get that, okay? But I've been in this business too long. I've helped too many people where initially they didn't think they were attracted to one another, but after coaching them through this stuff, they found love with those exact people it's about changing your approach it's about changing your attitude and it's about changing your mindset it's not about changing who you are i want you to really get that and if this happens once i you know i look if it happens once I, I agree with you. Chemistry is chemistry. And it's it's an opinion. It's like, okay, that guy wasn't for me. Chalk it up to chemistry, if you will. But if this happens twice, then you got to start paying attention to that, right? Like if you maybe don't get asked out again twice, okay, start paying attention. Three times it's a pattern and you have to look at what you're doing to contribute it to this pattern. End of story. And looking at your first impressions and what you can do differently because you can create connection and spark love on a first date and overcome these mistakes. All right. So let's get into it. What are those four mistakes? <laughs> okay. And obviously there's more and I'm being really general here. But again, doing this for so long, I see that these are probably the most common I see women doing. The first is being negative. Okay? It's a common trap to fall into a negative mindset, especially if you've been dating a lot unsuccessfully. But you got to be careful because that negativity oozes from you. It shows up in your body language, your attitude, your messaging. And men can completely get turned off if they perceive any kind of negativity from you or a sense of being controlled or, you know, overpowering, or even if you're just kind of numbing out and you're on the date and you're not even present because you're so caught up and, ugh, here's another guy again. You know what I mean by that? Because it does. It, It leaks into how you even go about and approach dating and go out on that date that night. So, It's really important that you shake that off before you go on a date. So if you've had a stressful, you know, work day, say, or maybe you work in a stressful setting, make sure that you give yourself time, at least an hour, to shake off that day so that you get in more of that fun, positive, flirty mood. Because at the end of the day, men are attracted to happy, fun, confident women. And really focus on cultivating these qualities within yourself it's, it's going to be contagious. That positivity will attract great men. And you be that person that everyone wants to meet and create that magnetic energy wherever you go. I will give you a perfect example. I recently just coached a woman, um, and she did a wing girl session with me first, and we're going to be doing some follow-up phone coaching. And it blew her away because she had no idea how her negative mindset was coming across. When I met her, I mean, first of all, this woman was stunning and very feminine, and she dressed to the nines. I mean, you know, her presentation was, was spot on. But her attitude was not. It was written all over her face how she, like, literally just wanted to give up. And she was sick of all the quote unquote scammers. And, you know, her hypothesis was in her head that there really aren't no good men out there. And after digging a little, when we sat down and had our first talk, I realized that this woman had been hurt a lot. You know, between a couple of bad apples and exes who were really abusive and critical of her. So, part of her negativity was actually a protection so that she wouldn't get hurt. So, she admitted that she was like swiping a couple of dates a week. She would be going out on these dates and she wasn't really present. She was so busy. Checking off her list and checking it twice, making sure the guys were either naughty or nice. And, but she was hypothesizing that within like five minutes of the date, but she didn't even give these guys a chance to connect and really feel what the potential could be. Because why? She was fearful of getting hurt. So it was easier to do that than really give people a chance. So I, I, I laid it in on her and I, taught her how to connect how to you know really um, show more of herself to have a voice to you know connect with the person rather than just spewing facts out back and forth or just shooting questions at the guy and she was blown away she said Kim I had no idea I was doing that it was complete blind spot for her and by the end of the night I had I don't know, the two of us had these cat ears on because it was like, it was amongst the Halloween season and we got involved in some party that we walked into and they gave us these ears. And now she has these ears as a representation for her silly and fun side. I said, I want you, every time you go back into your serious self, your kind of shell and the negative mindset, I want you to put these ears on and get back to this place that you're in right now. And so I'm super excited cuz she's super excited and it completely shifted and shook things up for her. So I will like let you know how that goes in a, you know, a little bit, but she's on her way. Okay, so that's the first one, being negative. The second mistake that a lot of women do is that they appear desperate and or needy. I mean let's face it it never feels good for either sex when you have to chase the guy. I mean many women find themselves after either a long relationship, maybe it's a divorce, or you have such a strong desire to find a man to have children with. And you you what you do is you overlook again that sense of just slowing down and having a connection with somebody. That you're in this state of urgency and eagerness. So avoid that. (laughs) Take a deep breath. Stay present with your date. Get to know him. Avoid the smothering. And the smothering can be a little bit different than maybe you're thinking. It doesn't have to be like globbing onto him and texting him like crazy. Your smothering could actually be overly nice and trying to get his attention, and revealing too much about yourself too soon, too fast. That translates as desperate and clingy. Your energy could be alluring so that the guy is drawn to you instead. That woman that I talked about in the very beginning with the matchmaking situation, I think that was part of her problem, that she did want a relationship so badly, but she was also a little bit scared and she was scared to kind of, you know, reveal more about herself. And in fact, she was in a career that took care of others. She was a counselor, in fact, which was funny that that's how he felt with her. Um, But it's really important to slow that down because in your effort to speed things up, you're actually completely stopping any kind of chance or opportunity for it to grow. So let the man pursue you. A man enjoys earning you, ladies. He does. And this is not about playing games. Don't misunderstand that because a lot of women say, "Ugh, I just want to get to the relationship. I hate all this game playing. But that's if you're defining it like that, then guess what? That's what it's going to be for you, and it's going to be annoying as heck. Instead, it's, it's really thinking about it, taking a stance that you deserve to be earned. You know, it's about having the guys chase you a little and pursue you and get to know more of you in a fun and flirty way, because it's way more fun to do it that way, ladies, both for you and the guy, and you're going to feel better for it um i recently had a breakthrough call with a woman and as you know and if you don't know i do these free calls to help people you know discover maybe what their blind spots are because we all have them and give you suggestions on what to do about it so the woman that i was talking to she told me that she wanted a relationship so badly like she was really kind of fed up being alone that she was finding herself texting guys right away after the date, making sure that she knew that she was going to go out with him again. Because the anxiety of the unknown and not knowing was way too great for her. And she couldn't stand just sitting and waiting for the guy to do it. So she kept doing that. And even on the date, she admitted that she asked them a lot of relationship-oriented questions on the first date. Oh, like eh, don't do that, ladies. Never ask or or you know the guys these big relationship questions like, where do you see yourself in ten years if we were to stay together or anything like that. Because here's the thing, guys don't know that. <laughs> I mean, you could have very awesome relationship-oriented guys. But here's the thing, ladies, and for men who are listening to this, if this isn't you, then I would love to hear from you. But most guys that I work with back me up on this. They go into a first date just seeing if you're cool. They want to know that you're fun, that they connect with you, that there's a sexual attraction. They're not thinking, oh, I wonder what it would be like for this woman, you know, if she was, you know, marriage material. And they don't have the Harlequin romance going on in their head of what it would be like to be in the house with you. We think like that. Guess why? Because we're women and that's okay. But they don't think like that. So it puts a lot of pressure on guys when you start talking like that. Instead, again, be present and just enjoy getting to know him on that day. There'll be plenty of time for that future talk if if things work out and you get to know him as things progress. But you're never going to get to know him if you cut it off by asking relationship questions or you appear desperate or needy. Okay enough about that. So that was number two. Number three is getting stuck in your head, way stuck in your head, and you're not sharing enough of you and getting personal and emotional. So what I mean by this is that you might be like really thinking of so many things in your head. Maybe you're nervous. You're feeling insecure about yourself, not confident when it comes to talking with men or like not knowing what to say, thinking that you're not that interesting, whatever it is. But it's so important that you get out of your head and avoid thinking what to say. Don't worry about or, or try to guess how a man is viewing you. Instead, ask questions, listen, and share something about yourself. Share something about yourself. Because guys also want to know about you, and that will help them in the conversation and actually feel you. Sometimes, you know, too much like reading him and asking him too many questions will prevent him from like asking you questions. I literally just got off the phone with a client who has the syndrome. And again, she's kind of trained to be the caretaker and take care of others. And she said, I know within the first five minutes whether or not a guy is right for me. I said, "Well, how do you know that?" She's like, "Well, I know the right questions to ask, and you know what? The guys don't ask me any questions, and I can just keep going on and on and on. And I know that he's a narcissist." I said, "Well, wait a second. You tell you're telling me that all you do is you you fire questions at him." I said, "But what are you doing about sharing things about you?" And she said, "Well, he, he, they never ask me. They never ask me about me." I said, "But you're not sharing." anything about you. So they may feel also uncomfortable. Because here's the thing. I believe, and I've said this time and time again, I really want to highlight this, that chemistry not only happens in the physical sense, but in the emotional sense. And when you can really get a guy to feel what you're about, your passions, your emotions, how you feel about things. The good guys want to know that. And you'll feel like your conversations are much more connected and more meaningful when you do that. Otherwise, it keeps at a real superficial level or it ends up being lopsided. And that's where either the narcissist comes in, the man children who like, you know, having it be all about them or fixing them, or you'll misinterpret them as that because you're not giving it enough chance for you to show up. On top of that, you might have too many facts or theories swimming in your head that you forget to be in the moment and just have fun. How many books have you read? How many summits are you watching? How many podcasts like this are you listening to? Not that I don't want you to listen to this, but you know what I mean. Sometimes it can be like you know an oversaturation of facts that you're exposing yourself to and then you're second guessing whether or not you're doing it right. So what that does is it takes you out of the moment. Trust yourself. Know that you know. And there's never a wrong answer. Just just go from your heart and share things about you. You know, that filtering that you're doing is preventing, again, a guy to really get to know you. So let your thoughts and feelings come organically and just share. And I bet you anything that you'll feel a difference in your interactions and dates. Okay, so that's number three, getting stuck in your head. Number four. There's a lack of sex appeal and feminine energy. Again, that was another mistake that that woman did that I described in the beginning where she fell into the friend zone. So, whether or not it's because you haven't had a lot of dating experience or maybe you've been hurt or maybe you're, you know, really fearing giving off the wrong vibe or impression, so many of you turn off your flirty fun side and your feminine energy. So men are then interpreting them. Are you like the signals that you're sending? Are you as boring or just a nice girl? Or what they usually come up with, if I if I can't get in their heads, they just come up with, well, I just didn't feel chemistry. It sounds so simple, but letting go of the urgency to find that perfect partner and interviewing 100 guys on dates, but just making each interaction fun, but coming from a place of curiosity and where there's more lightness and and storytelling, that's when it becomes more fun. Share stories. Have a sense of humor. Be light. Be feminine. Show up in the dress. I had a woman once asked me, well, you know, we're just going on a coffee date. So I don't feel like I should, you know, wear a dress. I think it should just be, you know, I'm just going to go casual jeans and flip-flops because it's a coffee date. I said, I'm sorry, but I've never known a guy who actually came back to me after a woman showed up in a nice, cute, casual dress. By the way, you don't have to show up in like, A black dress in like high heels and, you know, all decked out to the nines. But it could be a casual dress that also makes you feel feminine and flirty. I've never met a guy who came back from a date where a woman is wearing dress and said, oh, you know what? She was way too dressed up for me. (laughs) Never in a million years. They love it, ladies. Even if you are more dressed than they are good. They'll remember you. They'll love it. They honor it. They worship it. They really enjoy the femininity and the power within that. So next time you're about to go out on a a date, pay attention to what you're putting on. And for God's sakes, do not wear the same thing you're wearing from work to a date. And I'll tell you why. Even if you wear something pretty cute to work that you could get away with on a date, you're still having that energy about you. And you. it doesn't take much. It could mean like instead of wearing a blazer over your camisole, put a leather jacket instead. Change out your shoes where you put your heels on that, or maybe like little half booties that give a little more, you know, sex appeal. This is also the category where flirting comes in, ladies. And again, I did a whole podcast on flirting, so I encourage you to go back and listen to that one because the guys need the signals that you're interested. Here's the thing. Most guys are more nervous of rejection from you than we are of them. I know that sounds strange, but they think it's strange that we're nervous. (laughs) Both sexes are nervous, okay? So they are looking for some signal from you that you're interested. And I can hear some of you say, but what if we're not interested? Okay, so if you gave it a full shot and doing some of the things that I said and by the end of the date or the end of the second date, you still don't feel it. Okay, you gave it your all. But to discount that and, disc- and and turn off your feminine energy until you think you're ready to be you know, turning that on, then you're, again, missing opportunity with somebody who could be really, really great and could be very sexy if you allow that. So I just am reminded of just I I have to highlight this woman that I worked with. Now, she is my VIP client. So granted, I've been working with her over... You know, the uh, period of time over this year, we we did everything. We've done wing girls, we've done photo shoot, we went shopping, and now we're doing phone coaching. And honestly, this is you know the best package because she's working on everything and she's tackling it. And boy, is she tackling it! And she is successful. This is a woman who, in the beginning, was not going out on one date, had never been um, told that she's sexy or hot and couldn't even get past the first date. I'm happy to say that she wears her clothes now with confidence. She gets looked at left and right. Guys even comment on her pants or skirt that she puts on that we bought together. And she has the charisma glow. That's what I call it. When, when this thing all comes together and it clicks, a lot of times friends or or loved ones of people that I'm working with will say, what are you doing? You just seem different. You have this glow about you. I've heard that from so many clients. Sometimes people think that like, you know, they get facials or something it's because of the feminine flair and the sex appeal and the confidence that starts shining through that is so apparent to others and definitely apparent to men. So this woman, I am happy to say, not only was she dating up a storm, not only was she getting looks left and right and is so much more confident, she is now dating a fantastic guy and she can't even believe it. Like she... she She's almost waiting for the ball to drop because it's so hard for her to believe that this all worked. So hopefully that was helpful. Again, there are so many other kinds of challenges that people may have. But I think if you if you just start looking at yourself and do like almost a self-assessment on those four areas, are you negative? Do you appear desperate or needy? Are you getting in your head? Are you showing enough femininity and sex appeal? on your first dates, I think that will be a great first start. All right. I want to read a quick letter because it really relates to what we're talking about today. And um, it's a great example to end with. This is from Betty. And she says, Hi, Kim. I struggle with having confidence that I have things to say that men will find interesting and will want to talk with me. So on first dates, I tend to get in my head and not say much. I don't travel or do any interesting things, so I worry that men will think I'm boring. Needless to say, I usually never get asked back out or even asked out in general. What do I do, boring Betty? Betty, I feel your pain, and I can totally see how it would be nerve-wracking to go out on dates when you are spending so much time thinking about what to say. That must be exhausting. And you're spending so much energy on trying to figure this out that I think that's part of the problem, that you're you're losing the chance of letting that all go and really connect with all the men that you're going out with. So here's the truth. The truth is, is that what you know isn't really as important as who you are. Let me say that again. What you know isn't as important as who you are and how you make a man feel. So you're getting so caught up about you not being interesting enough and not knowing enough things, but that's not. What's important when it comes to connection? Quick story about me, and this is just, you know, back in the days when I lived in Chicago. Now, Chicago is very sports driven, right? And I'll be really honest, I don't really pay attention to sports. <laughs> I mean, I like sports, nothing wrong with them. I am just, it's not like a huge interest of mine. So I didn't know a lot of statistics that other people did in that town. So when I would go out and about, and when I was single and I was meeting guys, a lot of men would would kind of talk sports with me. Now, it would be really easy for me to say, oh, well, I don't know much about sports, so how can I even contribute to this conversation? But instead, what I would focus on is asking them more about what they liked about the sports did they play sports and getting off the facts and getting to be a more personal conversation and then coming clean and sharing that i didn't know much about sports but i enjoyed playing tennis and swimming and actually doing sports so that was more fun for me and so our conversations always got deeper because of that so again it's not it's not really about the facts and being you know interesting person The real issue here, buddy, is about how you feel about yourself. Until you see yourself as a goddess who is enough and focus on your connection and not the facts, that is when the magic will start happening. It all starts with you. So here's what I want you to do. Start recognizing your strengths and make a list of things you like to do and that are good at. You say there's nothing but it. That's impossible. There are things that you do in your everyday life. I don't care if it's cooking. I don't care if it's reading. But pick some things that you enjoy. Number two, get involved in extracurricular activities that make you tick, that drive energy, that infuses that energy into you. Because men will recognize your passions and what you're passionate about. Even if it's not the same passion as him, he just wants to see something that you're passionate about. And that's what's attractive. And number three, practice telling stories and sharing snippets about yourself. You can do this in the camera. You can do this in the mirror. And the more you practice on having your voice and knowing that you're enough with all these things that you are, that's when everything will start clicking. And if you are like Betty Then start thinking more about who you are as a person and work on connection rather than what you know. At the end of the day, people will connect with you, not based on what you know, but how someone feels when they are with you. Because you can create connection and spark love on the first date and overcome all of these blunders and mistakes. It is your right to find love and you have the power to do it. So thanks for joining me today. And this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, as always, seltzerstyle.com, to find out all the different ways you can work with me, get more information on. And if you are listening to this, and know that you have some blind spots that you need help with and getting past hello, (laughs) sign up for a free breakthrough call, like I've mentioned before, with me, and I will help you crack the code like I've done with so many others. It just always starts with that phone call. Click the link you see here in the show description, and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. So thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And I am super excited to announce something new coming up, a challenge where I will, in just 21 days, help you get the unstoppable confidence, personal style, and magnetism you deserve. It's called How to Rock Out a Great First Impression, the 21-Day Challenge that Hooks the Looks and Seals the Deals. You like that? I love that title. (laughs) I will be with you for 21 days and I'm going to give you practical tools that you need to develop a new image like we were talking about on this podcast that will build confidence and strengthen you emotionally, mentally, and physically. And it's only for 47 bucks. So you got to check it out. I hope you'll join. Just click the link that you see in the show description and I hope I will see you there. Stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.